For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary. It's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Trent. Oh, my goodness gracious. He's back on a Monday morning. I know a lot of people were waiting for a Saturday podcast. I'll keep waiting. I looked around. There weren't, there weren't a lot of stories on Saturday because many people in the cruise and travel industry didn't work on Friday except beleaguered airline attendants and ticket takers and, and people like that. It was chaotic over the weekend in airports around the world. Welcome to the podcast. I am the podcaster. You're the listener. And that is a very, very loud duck on a Monday morning. That'll wake you up. It is Monday, November 27, 2023. And I've gone, Friday, Saturday, I've gone three days without a turkey sandwich. Maybe four days now. I might have to look for a turkey club today, but it won't be the same. There's nothing better. Hope you had a good weekend. Where do we go? I don't know. Where was I over the... Well, first of all, we turned around the ship. I don't mean physically turned it around. We got rid of the old people, bringing in the new people. We are chock-a-block, 647 guests on board this cruise. It is a 10-day cruise around, <laughs> just around. Every day is a port. We start in Barbados, end in Barbados. We are... Loaded with British guests, 254 tea drinking. Hello, good to see you people, and 92 Canadians, and a lot of Americans, and uh, so far so good. I did perform a couple of nights ago on the Welcome Board Show. They were very, very receptive, much better than last cruise. Maybe I was, maybe I was better, I don't know. I always figure I'm just marginal at best. Uh, if you're welcome, oh, by, by the way, welcome to the podcast. If it's your first time listening, a lot of cards were handed out in the last few days. People, they looked me in the eye and said, oh, yeah, we'll give it a listen. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Uh, every day, Monday through Friday, I get through, I go through all of the trades and I look at all of the stories and I choose the ones that just literally jump off the page and smack me in the side of the head. Ow! And then I tell you the story, then I tell you what I think. It's the commentary that will make this podcast the number one. Never going to happen. What is what is Joe uh, Rogan have? A hundred million downloads? That's crazy. Headlines today: Life at Sea. That's the three-year world cruise. Well, the Life at Sea is officially dead at sea. They've now admitted they don't have the money to buy a ship, and they're working on refunding it. I'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, my friend Barbara sent sent me this. Uh, Australia find a traveler. Uh, almost $2,000 for bringing in a chicken sandwich. We'll talk about that. Uh, Kennard is taking tough approach in negotiations. I started this story last week, never got to it. It has to do with the engine and deck officers on Kennard Cruise Line. Over 900 of them, they're in negotiations. The union is. It got really nasty, and now it's not as nasty. We'll talk about that. Desperate for business, find it anywhere. Royal Caribbean will be, well, the ship will host two Taylor Swift cruises that have nothing to do with Taylor Swift. All the people that love Taylor Swift are called besties. They will be cruising uh, and talking about Taylor Swift. She'll be nowhere, nowhere there. She'll be shacked up with Travis Kelsey or something. How about biting the hand that feeds you? I'm going to talk about a Southwest pilot who just laid in to the company. 
And the whole cleaning scam is back in New Zealand. We talked about this a few months back. If you have a dirty hull, you son of a dirty hull, you can't come in. And they're back to requiring everybody to have the hull clean before you can enter the glorious country of New Zealand. I should be very careful. I don't have my visa now to enter. I think I need one, so I better watch my mouth. Thoughts and prayers to everybody in Israel and our military. And there's good and evil, lots of evil. You saw the pictures of those hostages, children. It's just disgusting. But I don't go there. I know politics. Wash your hands. Wash them often. I look for an outbreak of anything. Nothing. So people are listening to the guru. You're doing what I tell you. We turned around in Barbados. It was a difficult turnaround. There were, there were four ships in port, including a P&O ship called the Arvia. Arvia is, I believe, a Spanish word for tattoo parlor. If you've never seen a P&O ship unload, everybody comes off with more ink on their bodies than you'll find in a Staples office store for your printer. And they had the best spot, so our poor guests were being shuttled on little buses. And, oh, my God. uh, And uh, the cruise director and I were scheduled to visit the new Oceana Vista. Unfortunately, Dottie could not go because tied up with uh, debark and embark. But I did jump over there for a short period of time. I had a very tight window. And I feel bad. I was supposed to meet a whole bunch of people. And I only met a few. And one in particular, um, very close friends, who were waiting for me on either gangway. Ellen was on four, Ernie was on five, waiting for the, uh, so I had a quick lunch in the Aquamar, a very quick lunch in the Aquamar uh, restaurant there with other friends, Ellen and Stephanie. I missed the other people, I apologize. Uh, time was tight, and I got a really fast uh, tour of the ship, very fast, but luckily, Ed, longtime listener, Ed, uh, sent me his, his uh, feelings about the ship. I'm gonna go over those shortly. If it's your birthday, uh, happy birthday. You'll share your birthday with, uh, try to figure this out. This will wake you up on a Monday. Ow! Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. That's enough. That's enough. They're already rolling their eyes. Go ahead and sing that part. Purple Haze. It's uh, Jimi Hendrix's birthday. He only made it to 27. I've made it further than Jimmy. 27, uh, reportedly or allegedly, or is the claim to be the world's best, greatest electric rock and roll guitarist. 27 years old, drugs and alcohol took him out. Um, Purple Haze, that was that song, Purple Haze. I think it's also a dining room on Virgin. <laughs> they probably believe, they probably filter in Purple Haze while you sit there over there. Anybody else's birthday today? Yes, Andres Celsius. You figure it out. He's the guy that came up with a Celsius scale uh, for what temperature is. And this is back in the way long, long time ago. These people were unbelievable back there. He was also the first to connect the aurora borealis phenomenon with shifts in the magnetic field of the Earth. These people were geniuses, but they still went to the bathroom out in the field. I don't understand that. How come nobody thought of plumbing? This guy figured out the Celsius scale. He figured out the magnetic field of the Earth, but he still dropped his pants in the field. What's going on? They missed out there. Uh, it is National Cyber Cyber Monday, Geek Monday, you know. That's when you can buy everything online. Oh, it's crazy today. I would be if I was home, but I'm not home, so what am I going to do? Have it shipped? I'm not there. Be in the front By the front door, people will steal it. All right, Ed. Mailbag is crazy today. I'm only getting to a couple of things in the mailbag. Thank you so much for all of the stories and the messages. 
My friend Judith, who was here with us this past cruise, had dinner with us on Thanksgiving. We had a great table on Thanksgiving. Uh, Judith sent me a message. She forgot to tell me she was on tour in St. Vincent, and the guide said it's the only island where the cannons were actually facing in, not out. I'm not sure why. They didn't swivel, but, uh, you know, oh, look, they're coming. I don't know. Let's kill ourselves. Why would they be going in the wrong direction? I could, I could suggest some things, but it would sound like ethnic humor, so I'm not going to bother. So Ed was over on, on the Vista for 16 days, sends me an email and with the highlights and parentheses it says, for your suck-up sound effect, <laughs> in case I don't want to point anything out that would be negative. Of course I don't. They pay me. And then he also sent the, what he calls the low lights, low lights in case I want to bite the hand that feeds me. I did not, I mean, it was a busy time over there. I took a quick tour, but I, you know, you see when you're on the ship and walking around day after day, you see a lot of different things. Uh, love the, love the Aquamar restaurant on Oceana on the Vista. That is where they serve you now upstairs. It's still outside. I predict that they're going to have to think about on Alora air conditioning, a lot more of that. Only one part of Aquamar restaurant is air conditioned, a long communal table, almost like in a hostel. Uh, just everybody sits in this long chunk of wood inside of a scratch, a scratch kitchen. Uh, and everybody was scratching. I don't know why. Uh, I'm kidding. I made that part up. Uh, but otherwise, you're outside, but a menu and they serve you. And as I commented, a lot of people don't like to go to the dining room um, for lunch. It feels stuffy. And they want to be more outdoors. So that's why it's so popular, but hot. So we sat inside at the communal table and met some nice people from Galveston, Texas, and we hobbed up and talked to people. I just had a panini, but they have all these made-to-order salads and all this other stuff. Uh, other things, spectacular, the front spa deck for the sweet people, for the people that are not sweet people, I mean people that are booked in suites, uh, the front of the ship, this giant whirlpool, I was just, it's over the top, absolutely over the top. Uh, terraces, outside is completely covered over rather than having umbrellas. He liked that. Lots of chandeliers, lots of artwork. It's a gorgeous ship. The grand dining room seemed different to me. It seemed bigger than Riviera and, uh, and uh, uh, Marina, but it isn't, but it seemed it, and way over the top. Uh, they have a bakery now in Baristas. And again, this is pointed towards the Oceana people that are familiar with all of the builds. And that is the bulk of my my listenership. Although the right, it goes on and on and on. There's uh, uh, lots of positives. Uh, the negatives, well, uh, there there is a uh, Horizons is different. There are sightline problems in the theater. I heard that from several people. But I'm not going to um, dwell on that. And you know why. Although I did have a very... Good comment. You know, the, if you're an Oceana person, guess you know we had Jacques on the restaurants. It's a French restaurant. And it's been replaced by Ember. And I made fun of the name Ember because it's Ember is when the fire goes out and all that's left is an Ember. So they named the restaurant after a fire that went out. Uh, that'll get me in trouble enough. But Ed called it an upscale Applebee's. <laughs> Perfect description. Upscale Applebee's. And leave it alone after that. And... Uh, I uh, also got a message from Papa Handsome. I'll do this at the beginning of the podcast, a very funny comment. He said, I know what you do. You mention us listeners at the end of your podcast to see if we still are listening. Now, psychologically, maybe I'm doing that. I didn't mean to, so you're in the front. He also makes the uh, the statement, the false statement that he's his wife said that um, I very much 
in common with this person. And he said, except that he's much more handsome. And uh, I'm not going there. We are loud today. All right, let's get to it. Oh, boy. What time is it? Come on. You hold there. I want to check. Uh, oh, no, only 11 minutes in the opening. Not bad, really. Uh, there's a lot more to cover. I will get to it. Uh, great story about lost suitcases. You know the airlines lose 2 million suitcases a year? <laughs> man, oh, man. But I don't have time today because I have other stories that were already set up. So uh, I'll get to it tomorrow. Uh, this is about Life at Sea. Life at Sea was the three-year world cruise. You've heard enough. You've heard You don't want to hear it anymore. But the story continues. And in this article, written by somebody who uses some form of Grammarly, uh, they say the much ballyhooed three-year world cruise. Uh, I don't ever use the word ballyhoo. Do you? How often? Uh, I don't know. You say to your wife, honey, how about a little ballyhoo? No, no, no. It's not that kind of shit. Anyway, this three-year world cruise was supposed to offer a unique chance to live at sea has turned into the cruise of nowhere. This was uh, on CNN. Bottom line is people sold up their houses, moved out of their apartments, put everything in storage. They were going to go on a three-year world cruise. They were psyched. And these people flim-flammed them and scammed them. Now they're admitting it. They're admitting now the owner of uh, Moray Cruises, a very small Turkish cruise line, admitted he didn't have the money to acquire the ship. So he was going for investors, and he was accumulating people's deposits uh, and then getting investors and then convincing the investors, look, look what I've done. I've got 110. I have 110 staterooms sold on a ship I don't even have. Can you imagine? I can't. 110 staterooms to go on a world cruise when there was not a ship. And people said, here. Uh, I can't, I, I got to come up with an idea where I can take everybody's money and, and not deliver. Oh, I've done that in the past, so never mind. Anyway, he admits now the idea was that you could live aboard and run your business and, and everything else. And now they're working at giving everybody their money back. Uh, it's, it's just, I'm reading the article as I read this. It's disheartening uh, and heartbreaking. Uh, these people not only had their, they were excited to, you know, go around the world, they, they got rid of everything. Now they have to go back and start all over again. And for the money this guy was charging, which is why these people were dumb enough to give him the money, uh, you can't. If he gives you the money back, you're not going to find that deal anywhere. Why? It was never going to work. It wasn't enough. Uh, world cruises are expensive. I am beginning a world cruise for Oceana here in January. It's 180 days. And you're not, you're not doing it with a, a low-limit credit card. Leave it at that. Anyway, he said he might try to get in the future. I don't think so. You're not going to that well. You would have to find someone to put up the. He was going to buy buy a ship for forty to fifty million. Forty to fifty million, a used ship. <laughs> that is not the future. When you walk aboard the new Oceana Vista, or I talked to a guest last night about the new Celebrity Edge or Beyond the Edge or Over the Edge. These ships are just unbelievable now. I mean, I started a long time ago, you know, with older NCL ships, and I thought, wow, this is impressive. But these new ships are unbelievable. And 40 or 50 million is going to buy you a nice little used ship. But is that what you want for a world cruise? Probably not. Anyway, so uh, say a prayer for everybody that they might get their money back. But he finally admitted 
he had mind, finally admitted that, you know, he really probably didn't know what the hell he was doing. Uh, a New Zealand woman was, woman, because uh, a New Zealand woman would be more than one. This is one woman. She, for God, she brought a chicken sandwich and she went into Australia and they caught her in Brisbane with her chicken sandwich. Uh, or if, from New Jersey, it would be a chicken sandwich. Other places, it's a sandwich. She had a bit of a sandwich with chicken on it, you know. And that's against the rules because they're anal. Anal retentive, both Australia and New Zealand, anal retentive does not even begin to describe how they are. Uh, and she was fined nine, uh, She was fined 3300 New Zealand dollars, which is a lot of sheep, about 1995 for bringing an uneaten sandwich into Australia. It, it was not even in. I mean, she was at the border. So throw it out. Nope. No way. Uh, after they find her, they told her that she could go ahead and try to appeal. Appeal the fine on her. Listen to the stupidity of this. Appeal the fine on her chicken sandwich. And she tried to, but no one would answer her emails because they were having a chicken sandwich. And they were a little busy right now. So she's out $2,000 for chicken. She said, I made the sandwich and I forgot I had it in my pocketbook. That's what... All the rappers and gangbangers do when they get caught with the weapons at the airport. Hey, brother, I didn't know, man. I was bad. I didn't know. I just, I had the gun. I was cleaning it, and I forgot that I put it in my, you know, my carry-on. I got everything in my carry-on. Probably get emails about that. Uh, I don't know why. Because I can do Italian. I can do Jackie Mason. But some, some, you got to be careful. Anyway, she didn't get her money back. She's out two grand for a chicken sandwich. That which, Have you ever been to Jersey Mike's? You can spend 2000 for, for a chicken sandwich there now. Their prices are crazy. So Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, here's the deal between Carnival and Cunard. Uh, Cunard is owned by Carnival Corporation. And the Nautilus International Union, it's the Maritime Union. They, uh, they were trying to negotiate a new contract for the deck and engine officers, captains, separate from food and beverage and the rest of the people that are uh, enjoying indentured servitude. And it wasn't going anywhere, so under British law, they had to file some form um, saying basically if it didn't work out, they were going to let everybody go. They were going to let people go without cause uh, and then rehire them so they could control the negotiations. Well, whoever made that decision probably isn't deciding things anymore because all hell broke loose. Terrible publicity. How does it look? For Cunard, these people give them their lives, months at a time, 11 hours a day, especially the ABs, the deck people. You know, the deck and engine people, now it's all very computerized. But in the past, I've been on a bridge when the, the person that was navigating the ship was one of the Filipino able-bodied seamen. They paint it on Tuesday, they drive it on Wednesday. These guys are unbelievable. When you go on a tender ride, when, a, when, a, when an officer comes on with stripes to operate the tender, I get off. All right, just give me the AB. The AB can dock this thing better than the senior officer. Don't don't repeat that anywhere. Anyway, so they rescinded it. The the request they uh, put to the British government. Now they're 
They're kissing each other on the cheek and hoping they can make it happen because it was a PR nightmare. The minute the union found out about it, they put it everywhere. And, of course, you know, Great Britain is not, it's not socialist, but it's liberal. And they don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear that some greedy American corporation, although P&O is English subsidiary of an American corporation, how dare they? How dare they take my captain deserve all the team money he can get? So they're trying to work it out now, so we'll see what happens. And they call it dismissal and re-engagement. I don't think you can pull that stuff. In, you can't pull that in the United States. You can't fire somebody then offer them a job back. Of course, you can go bankrupt like Delta and stick everybody. Or you can go bankrupt like GM and stick everybody. And then come back and then report record profits and forget you stuck everybody. Okay, so the new Royal Caribbean here with me. These are a lot of stuff going on today. And if you're listening for the first time, some of it's interesting. Some of it, they're like, why am I listening? Because you think it, something good could happen. Especially the Americans that listen to the podcast, they listen intently for two things. Two things they're listening for, their name <laughs> or something interesting. Some days it actually happens. So Taylor Swift, we all know about Taylor Swift. She's dating Travis Kelsey. That's American football. But everybody around the world knows uh, Taylor Swift. Massive. I mean, and she's down in Rio de Janeiro and hundreds of thousands of people. She's like the rock star of all rock stars, which is wild to me because she, you know, she's originally from New Jersey or lived there, moved to Nashville. She was a country artist and then just exploded into the pop. Well, to the point where they're having two Taylor Swift themed cruises in 2024 on Royal Caribbean's Navigator of the Seas. I want to tell you when they are. They're on April 29th and July 22nd. Navigate to the sea. Stay the hell away from those two cruises. It will be filled with people running around dressed like Taylor Swift, talking about Taylor Swift. The only thing missing, Taylor Swift. <laughs> There's no Taylor. She's not going on a cruise with anybody. She's not involved in it. But it was four travel agents who got together and found out, you know what? If people are dumb enough to give a cruise line their money when they don't even have a ship, they ought to be dumb enough to give us the money to go on a cruise, a Taylor Swift cruise, when there's no Taylor Swift. I guess they're going to have a blow-up dolls of Taylor Swift and people will walk around. That's bizarre. It's just bizarre when people... But it happened with boy bands in sync and whatever, boys to men and women to girls. I don't know what the hell they were... I didn't do boy bands. When I was a kid growing up, the... The Beatles, was that a boy band? So, Jimi Hendrix, whatever. Anyway, this is the point of the of the story. Nothing, there's no reason, no rhyme. Don't go anywhere near the na Navigator of Seas on April 29th or July 22nd because they are, they're all going to be bestie people. They, I don't know what you do there. It, 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 they, I don't know, what are they going to do? They're going to sit around and discuss their favorite, favorite, Taylor Swift tunes? I mean, this is wrong to say this, but jump over the side. Uh, Southwest pilot. His name is Captain Tom Nikiolola. N-E-K-O-U-E-I. And he's one of the airline's most senior officers. He's also involved in the union negotiations for the pilots. And man, you talk about biting the hand that feeds you. I said, where's my Jaws tune? I mean, this guy was like a shark in the water. He tore the company up. He's talking about last Christmas when they had the meltdown because of weather. When the weather hit areas that Southwest operate, they're kind of hubs from, 
and all hell broke loose and thousands and thousands of people were stranded. Their vacations, their holidays were ruined. They weren't together for Christmas. He said, it's going to happen again because they never really fixed anything. They might be telling you they fixed it, but they didn't fix it. He said, we can't handle it. And if it happens again at Christmas time, you're going to get stuck. He said, last year was shutting the airline down for a week. We thought we would get overwhelming response with more manpower, equipment, and increased staffing. It just doesn't seem to have happened. If we have a major weather event this winter, the company is not really capable of mitigating them. Now, Southwest pushed back and said, no, no, no. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We're, we're bosses. Yeah, we're, we're in the office. We wear a suit and a tie. We drink coffee. You listen to us. We absolutely have it under control. And I guess he's in the union. And I, this is America where I live, freedom of speech. But boy, oh boy, talk about hanging it out there. He just told them, my company has no idea what they're doing. Now, what effect does that have? I was going to fly Southwest, but not until uh, next April. Uh, um, we have to go to San Antonio and they fly direct. And I will tolerate Southwest for nonstop flights. I will, even though they don't give you a seat assignment now, interesting, because separate story, Southwest is now going to build their own airport lounges. They're looking at spaces now in airports. You know, uh, if you fly first class, you know, well, it's not even true. You have to fly first class international in order to go into the lounges of the major airlines unless you belong to their club. And I've told you the story, American Airlines, I'm on the hook for $770 for a credit card that gives my wife and I access, unbelievably overpriced for what they give you, the Admiral's Club. It's not the Admiral's Club, it's the Ensign's Club. It's not. It's probably the Petty Officer's Club. It's awful. So now they want to get into the private club business, but they're going to charge you to get in there rather than talk about fixing their situation, not to mention the fact I hate not having an assigned seat. I hate having to line up as a group person. But back to this story, Captain Tom... Ground control to Captain Tom. There's a major Tom. This guy's got a major problem, but he's part of the union negotiating team, and this is what this is. It's a negotiation. They will fix that and quiet him down by giving the pilots what they want. All right, back to the hull cleaning scam. Uh, we covered this months ago in the podcast. It seems that the biosecurity officials in New Zealand – they don't like to any ship to come in with anything on it, like mollusks and other things on the hull, and they accumulate. So you have to clean the hull before you can enter New Zealand, among other things. Now, the, the Kiwis don't necessarily have to shower. Oh, why would you say something like that? That is so out of line on a Monday. But your ship better be spotless. And uh, P&O, here we go, P&O's uh, Pacific Adventure it left Sydney on a Monday to go to, to uh, New Zealand. They denied entry because the hull hadn't been cleaned properly. It turned out poor weather made it dangerous for divers to go down and clean the hull. Now, I, I don't know how they know they knew. If the divers couldn't clean it, how did they know? It, I guess maybe you have to have a certificate of hull cleaning nowadays. The re, now, the, you ever been on P&O? <laughs> the people don't necessarily have to be clean, but the hull better be uh, spotless. So they uh, they had to turn around and wait and miss ports and all hell broke loose. And they gave people an onboard credit and they gave them a future cruise credit and all this other stuff. And we're, I'm heading there and I assume arrangements have been made for the Oceania Insignia at some point to have the hull clean, more than likely in port. It's interesting 
it can only be, it has to be cleaned by an approved hall cleaning company. I'm from New Jersey, so right away, what do I think? Uh, there's something going on here. Somebody's getting a kickback here. Somebody's cousin's got the company. I have to look it up. I don't know how many how many companies are uh, fully accredited to clean your hull, so to speak. But, you know, I know one thing. I have a tape here when the guest on P&O, the captain told them we're not going to go into New Zealand right now because the hull is dirty. The people were like, <laughs> all right, all right. I did that for my friend Pete. And the funny thing is, the captain, you know, they're English. They're they're lovely people. And so he just got on the PA and said, "Shut up! <laughs> You're drunk again." Uh, oh, I shouldn't say this. I just saw the itinerary for the World Cruise, and the first leg of the World Cruise is 30 days from Los Angeles to Auckland, New Zealand. And the next leg, and this has already been advertised. There's 428 people that are doing six months. They're doing around the, not even around the world. They're doing the World Cruise. For, so that leaves the little gap there, the little gap. So people can get on at different ports. It's called segments. And so in infinite wisdom, the first leg is 30 days to New Zealand. The next leg is 10 days, 10 days from Auckland to Sydney. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm envisioning 180 Aussies coming on board uh, for 10 days, and they only do it for one reason, to get hammered. They come on, and they party. The whole atmosphere and ambiance might be upset a little bit during that 10-day period, and I'll be here to see it. So, hey, what the hell? It's a business. You can't, you got to have it full. You know, I'm sure it's going to be full everywhere we go, but they come and they go like a bus company. And if I keep telling stories like that, I'll be coming and going because, you know... You're an idiot! Yes, I am. I do wish we could chat longer. Yeah, get him the hell out of here, will you, please? I'll tell you what. This turned out pretty good. Considering last night was the captain's party on board, and I planned on staying in. But our GM here, she's a woman. I say I don't say that as... Anything except the description. Her name is Laurence. She's a great boss. She is a great boss. And I knew if I didn't put on a suit and show up at the captain's party, she would, uh, she'd nail me. She'd go, where were you? <laughs> In a nice way. Where were you? So I said, all right. So I got dressed, went to the captain's party, and then had something upstairs with the wife at the terraces. And then it was still free liquor from 8 to 10, uh, from eight, uh, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Free liquor, compliments to the captain. So it was 20 to 8, so I still had time to get another free drink. So then I went to the bar, and I met a couple from uh, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Massachusetts that are on the Azamara World Cruise, and we got talking. And next thing you know, it was showtime. So I had seen Jamila last week. Why not? I went and saw Jamila. Finished up. Now the Irishman's fired up. This was a night I wasn't going out, and already here we go. It's 10.25. Hey, upstairs we go. Upstairs to Horizons and with the cruise director and uh, Loren, who is uh, our guest that's with us till next July. Part of the family now. And yeah, next thing you know. Next thing you know, it's last call. Hey, Drake, get out. I woke up this morning going, that's a long way from not going anywhere. But that's life at sea. That's what happens. Especially when you have a personality the size of a small bathroom, like I do. 
So I'm pretty proud of what happened here. I don't know if you are, but hey, nobody made you listen to it. Shut up. Talk to you tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.